0: We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also as well, of course, LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what Ox 1947 is doing today outside of the jacuzzi. Because I don't want to know what's going on inside the jacuzzi at LakersBall.com. He's smoking the cigar, as you see right there. I wanted to mention, if you get a chance, check out this week's Pop Culture Cosmos. I have a great conversation from the past with my good friend, director Rob McCallum in Magic Man's neck of the woods. And I'm going to bring Magic Man on for this. Magic Man, you are an icon of Toronto, Canada. Are you not, sir? I am not. You are so now. So (laughs) when it comes to it, recently, this weekend... The Toronto International Film Festival was by, and my good friend, Mr. Rob McCallum, has directed a movie that debuted there entitled Mr. Dress Up, The Magic of Make-Believe. So I ask you, my friend, how important to Canadian culture is Mr. Dress Up?
1: Uh, About as important as Mr. Rogers was to uh, the American public, Gerald. Okay, absolutely. I I grew up with Mr. Dress Up, so... Uh, Without a doubt, one of the biggest, uh, like a top 10 Canadian icon from television, for sure.
0: Because the reason why is if you get a chance to check out the audio version of the Pop Culture Cosmos this week, going out to podcast outlets everywhere and radio stations all over the world, I replay my great conversation with Rob McCallum as he was debuting the idea and the concept three years ago. So go ahead and check out that. Great conversation I had with him, his plans for it. He also talks about whether or not there was a competition between Mr. Dressup and Mr. Rogers. So go ahead and check it out today, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, we're covering the disaster for many players of fantasy football of week one, including if you've got Aaron Rodgers tonight, plus also as well, and Josh Allen, Plus, also, we're talking about what's coming up for week two and how not to hit the panic button yet. Although that actually, our special, the not hit the panic button special comes up next week. But check out our thoughts on week two in the NFL coming up this week on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, Lakerholics.com. You know, Jamie Sweet is still upset that the Lakers have got Christian Wood. And you know, Laker Tom is still ecstatic that the Lakers have got Christian Wood. So hear their opposing views and read their opposing views today at Lakerholics.com. Don't forget our good friend, Empire Jeff TV. Go ahead, subscribe today. He's here with us tonight, but subscribe to his channel. He had a great conversation earlier on the rules, which we'll talk about tonight. A certain memo that was passed out by the NBA in regards to load management. So we'll talk about that, but hear a deeper conversation on that like I said, at Empire Jeff TV, when you subscribe today on YouTube. I also want to mention that last night he also had on another conversation in regards to a three-hour-plus-long evening conversation where they talked about various topics, including Austin Reeves and some of the Facebook and YouTube channels like ours that called out Austin Reeves' defense. So go ahead and check it out today. Right wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Also, our good friend John McCalian, 70 pounds down, 60 pounds to go. He plans to lose 130 pounds by Halloween. So I'm rooting for him. Go check out his conversations today, of course, today at the John McCallian channel. And speaking of subscribing, we have right now, as of right now, exactly 1,000 subscribers. So Joe said he would be in the hot tub when we had 1,000 legitimate, we think they're real subscribers, and I think they're real. So we truly want to thank you. We're celebrating it once again with Joe in the hot tub. Yeah, he hates it when I say that, but if we're $9.99 by the end of the show, there you go. But once again, it is a, a very much a thank you to everyone, out there for of all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. And if you have not subscribed, please do so today. It is truly appreciated. But a uh, lot of things going on in the NBA that we're going to cover, and most of it covers with the, or relating to something with the Lakers. I know Joe was very adamant about talking about something, but he was also adamant about why I'm touching on this subject. But the latest clickbait articles are talking about it already. Cameron Payne was waived by the San Antonio Spurs, a point guard who has been – a thorn in the side of the Lakers at times when he was playing for the the Phoenix Suns. Is it something that we're concerned about? Is it something that we're interested in as far as the 15th spot on the roster since we don't have the top flight, top, top, top tier point guards? Could we use some more help there, or do we need some help somewhere else? We'll talk about that, plus, again, the memo that's out there. And Magic Man wants to also cover the entire roster, including some new signees that are headed to training camp, do they have a chance to make the roster? That's on the show as well. But first off, I will go ahead and say Cam Payne did get waived by the San Antonio Spurs. $5.6 million. was eaten up and gobbled up by the San Antonio Spurs, I guess, in exchange for a second-round draft pick, I think, was the the deal that was made by Phoenix Suns. So Cameron Payne is out there. And while I think he'll probably go to greener pastures or a place where he'll be able to get more time, there is the possibility he could be interested in joining the Lakers. So I will start with the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to talk a lot of Lakers topics today. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And magic man who might have watched Mr. Dress Up as a Kid. Your thoughts on Cameron Payne? I know Joe had some choice words about it and about talking about it today on, on the uh, Episode as he's, you know, you can see right there from his hot indeed. Your thoughts, my friend, on Cameron Payne and if he's even a remote possibility of joining the Lakers. Hey, I mean, if, if there, there are channels out there today that did shows on DeMar DeRozan,
1: waved
0: mm-hmm. and stretched today or in the near future, there's a channel out there, I forget what it's called, uh, I don't know something, something Lakers on YouTube that had 7,000 views on it. My God, man. We might as well talk about Cameron
3: Payne. Go ahead. Oh my that, God. You want that... to talk about what those guys are talking about? Maybe you should go over there then.
1: Well, if they pay me enough, there you go. But go ahead, Sean. Yeah. yeah that's uh, you know what, Gerald, that's uh, a really, it's a way to uh, attract attention. All right. I'll say that. It's about the nicest thing I could say about that. Um, that's completely absurd. Uh so if they're going to talk about that yeah but guess we might as well talk about uh, an absurdity as well. Uh yeah, we're we're pretty stocked up at the uh, Point guard position Gerald I, I you know even if he was slightly interested in making the vet men which uh I think he could get a little bit more from another team actually. Um you know, where would he fit in exactly because you already have Delo, Gabe Vincent, um, we're also look possibly having LeBron doing point guard duties in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, Cameron Payne is really low on the list as far as uh, ball handles and facilitators go. Now, as a player, yeah, of course. I mean, if he wanted to, if he was interested in coming on the Lakers, I think the Lakers would be uh, a little foolish not to uh, sign him. I just, I think you're right, and I agree with you. and I said as much in the uh, the email chain, I think uh, he will go to greener pastures, um, a place where he could potentially have a bigger role, because at best, he's likely your number two point guard uh, on a really good team. I think we already have that sewn up pretty much. Uh, so I think he's kind of redundant uh, in a rotation as far as I'm concerned.
0: Well, also here today, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today at LakersBall.com. Second in line, who's here? It is Joe Sorrow. Joe from the Hot Tub. Uh, You've been chewing me out all day after being regards to this. It's a waste of our time to talk about it. Again, you know, with the subjects that are out there for Lakers, uh, Cameron Payne's name did come up on some of these Laker boards. I'm not exactly thrilled by it, but, again, it's something that we should touch on because, hey, you know what? It's a possibility right now, and you never know with Rob Palenka what can happen.
3: How many minutes is in a game? 48 minutes?
0: 48 minutes,
3: yes. Uh, and how many minutes are you going to give everybody? Three?
0: That's the thing. Do you leave that 15 spot roast
3: at open At someone else? At what, point, at what point do you roll with what you got? You got Christian Wood on a flyer. You basically got him for free in NBA terms and you got him in a position you need and you got a position that you need a big who can shoot. Count your blessings. LeBron is talking about the Olympics like he's ready to play another four years. So I don't really have any I don't really have any say on campaign. I'm not really a big fan of his game, not a big fan of him, and I'm not a big fan of him being a Laker.
0: Neither am I, Joe. But again, it's something that's out there already on the Lakers chat boards. I don't because, care what's you know, out there.
3: I want to. I want to uh, talk about the stuff that matters.
0: Well, if the if the people are interested in it, there obviously, if seven thousand people are interested in hearing even a rumor to Marja Rosen All right. being released, I want to
3: see. I want to see three hundred people right now on on the chat. Then, if you give two about Cam freaking Payne,
0: eleven fifteen. Got it. All right, also here today, good man indeed. It is, of course, Empire Jeff from Empire Jeff TV, while Joe is relaxing in the jacuzzi, uh, celebrating once again 1,000 subs. Good to have you here, Empire Jeff. Truly appreciate you taking the time once again. I know you do a lot of great work for your channel. It's great to have you here talking. But campaign, again, I know a lot of people talk about the point guard rotation for the Lakers with Gabe Vincent, D'Angelo Russell, Uh, Austin Reeves, supposedly people want to shoehorn him there as a Band-Aid, as a point guard. I don't think that would be a good idea, personally. Also, as well, of course, you could always bring back LeBron if he feels frisky enough to play point guard once again. Your thoughts, my friend, on campaign being a possibility for the Los Angeles Lakers.
2: I'm going to keep it G-rated because this, this is a family show, right? But I'm going uh, to say. <laughs>
0: that's, st- that's what I'm telling Apple Podcasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I, I'm going to actively campaign to say no to campaign. So it's pretty much what I'm going to do. It And hail to the no. So first and foremost, I don't really like. I echo everything pretty much Joe said. Uh, but I get it. He he He's a, a good enough player to where it warrants a conversation. I understand that. Uh, but outside of that. Um, I don't really like anything he brings to the table. Um, he missed a lot of games the last couple of years. His defensive rating was probably the worst in the last five years, so he's slipping more and more there. So he may play himself off the court. If we got concerns about Austin Reeves, we throw a guy, another guy in there like that. Um, so I don't think he has a role on this team. Um, I think he will get a role on a team somewhere. To me, he has Clipper written all over him. He just seems like a guy who should go to a team with 4,000 toilets. Um, but outside of that, um, no, I'm I'm not with it. I don't. He don't get me wrong. He he's capable of hurting us, you know. But that doesn't mean I want him because. Um, but he, he's just not a player I'd want on my team.
0: Okay, fair enough. Again, it's something that I'm not exactly endearing myself over because yeah. his outside shot is streaky, uh, to say the least. If his outside shot was closer to thirty-eight to forty percent, I think that he would be a very hot commodity that's out there because, as you know, he can light it up every now and then. He'll get off a 25- to 30-point game. You'll say, man, this kid's a player. I mean, obviously, he did it well enough to earn that contract. If you remember distinctly, he was a player that, that was like maybe on the fringe of a rotation, and all of a sudden, he got hot at the right time, you know, as far as Phoenix on their, their finals run, and he played got hot at the right time, played well against the lakers look what it got him it got him a nice contract for a couple of years now he's seeing the end of that contract and we're obviously seeing the end of his consistent play as a result as well jeff
2: yeah and he didn't shoot terrible last year. i think he was like 37 let me look i think he was like 30 something high 30s from three last year so i'll check he, it out too. He, yeah though. he wasn't too bad so he was shooting about uh nine threes a game last year and he was getting uh, upward about 37 which is but around league average, so he wasn't terrible. Um, he no, that's was, pretty good, yeah. So he was pretty good, and he just, like I said, defensively, he was playing on a team that wasn't very good defensively, so that probably raised that rating for him as well. But, um, but Cam just didn't seem like uh, I don't know what it was. He had moments and it balanced out to where the stats looked like he had a good year, but if you watched him a lot last year, he didn't look like the same, like, um irritant that he was in the previous seasons. Like he didn't look like he was impacting the games the same. So I think teams notice that, like I said, I, I think he'll end up on a team. I just don't think it'll be with us.
0: And he's never finished uh, more than 60 games in the season. So uh-uh. that's quite troubling. As you if you look at the, the stats yep. that are out there, so who does you, these you, days, that's a good point. Good point there, but and yes. um, <laughs> when, he, when he's a backup guard for you, you know those backup guards are trying to stay healthy enough to league so that they can get nice contracts and if you can't even do that that's not going to bode well for them but you know 37% somebody's going to take a flyer on him i hope it's not the lakers and that they'll keep the 15th man open the 15th spot open so magic man i leave it back to you as we talked about the roster so you wanted to talk a little bit about the roster the question is, run down the roster, some of the new signees that are coming to training camp, if they actually have a chance to go ahead and make the roster. And if you just leave the spot open for now, and like Zangerstein is saying in the chat, maybe leave it open for someone else.
1: Yeah, I, I think you should leave the it open. Um, you uh, So basically they brought in... Um, you
0: left yourself open for that one, Magic Man.
3: I what? I didn't even hear <laughs> no, what fine. he
1: said. That's You're okay. breaking my concentration right now. No,
3: no. I was I was commenting on one of our Steam chat room patrons. He made a okay. funny comment that I agreed with. Okay.
0: Go ahead. Chuck. Next yeah. time, don't
3: interrupt Sean when he's talking, Gerald. <laughs>
0: I'll do what I want to do. Damn it! Shut up. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, no and, uh, know your
1: jacuzzi. So, yeah, so they brought, uh, so we're bringing in pretty much uh, there's only one new face, Gerald. And that's uh, Vincent Valerio Baden. Um, he's a big man, uh, sharpshooter from Hungary. Um, he's cut his teeth, uh, got. Got to play a little bit with the Boston Celtics during the summer league. Um, another kind of sly move. I know the Lakers uh, have invested heavily, Gerald, in um, European scouting. So uh, when you look at their what they brought in before, Shvi Mihailik, uh, Avika Zubats, um, they're bringing in somebody else here. Obviously, it's an Exhibit 10, so he's probably, if he plays really well, it's going to be... You know, experiment in uh, South Bay, but one thing that Vincent does that Colin Castleton does not do, drill, does shoot the three. Um, you know, averaging 41% from three at playing against men in Europe, it's a little different than Colin. So he's got a little bit of a different skill set. Um, he's a bit more lanky and a bit more mobile than Colin Castleton is defensively. Um, he plays a little smarter than Colin Castleton does defensively, Gerald. He doesn't foul as much as Colin Castleton does, Gerald. So uh, it's a it's a sly pit, it's a sly move. He actually may compete and uh, bump him off the uh, the uh, totem pole, Gerald, uh, if he plays well enough. So a nice sly pickup by the Lakers scouting staff. This is Raphael from NBA Draft And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
0: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Give me all of the Star Trek all of the time and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yeah. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Well, here's the rundown of the roster. Okay. As it is right now, as we head into possibly this could be it, uh, Joe, Anthony Davis, Austin Reese, Cam Reddish, Christian Wood, DeAntro Russell, Gabe Vinton. JHS, Jalen Huchifino, Jared Vanderbilt, Jackson Hayes, LeBron James, Max Christie, Maxwell Lewis, Rui Hashimura, Torian Prince are your 14 first ones. Then you have the three-way guys and Colin Castleton, Alex Fudge, and DeMoy Hodge. You know, I'm ignoring whatever's going on here. Yeah. And then you have the four invitees, uh, the Vincent Valerio Boldon, Damian Baugh, Bryce Hamilton, Scotty Pippen Jr. The three of them were obviously familiar with from seeing them on the summer league. Personally, Joe, I think the South Bay Lakers is waiting for all of them. I know some individuals like Sean and and others have have seen a little bit of Vincent Valerio Bodon. Uh, what are the chances any of those guys actually make the roster at some point in time?
3: Exhibit zero. Is there <laughs> is the chance? That's what I thought. But it's I, not. It's not. Hey, hey, hold on hey we've 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 gotten some gems putting people in the G league and grooming them and and training them and we've gotten two studs doing that so i wouldn't i wouldn't knock on it but this year i don't i don't see really anyone making an impact that would be part of a consistent rotation and that's okay because we already have a lot of depth it's just a matter of seeing who's going to come out of that depth who's going to give us the old, yeah. you know, the very, yeah. very original line of, of, uh, hey, nobody believed in me and I'm playing good for a week. And then, you know, you know, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah, Go
1: just, 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 just because Malik Beasley has left the Lakers, Gerald, doesn't mean Scottie Pippa Jr. will have a <laughs> uh, a resurrected career. He is who he is. Um, we've We've said that time and time again, he'll probably – uh, link up with another G League team if he doesn't uh, like what's happening with the Lakers and South Bay. Uh, and like you said, like I said, I you know, he may play uh, a few games here in the NBA if, if a team is really, really desperate. A cup of coffee, and yeah, that's pretty much what his career is looking like. He, he's just too small
0: and he can't shoot, and that's a bad combination.
1: Absolutely, and Bryce Hamilton, uh, pretty good player in college, Gerald. For the uh, yeah, um, but I think it's just like, um, what do you call that, Gerald? One of those he came friendly invites. Soon. Yeah, one of those friendly invites. It's like we'll invite you, but you know, it's it, you don't really stand a chance in hell.
0: One of the great things about Vegas, there's always access to agents. One of the bad things about Vegas is that there's always access to agents. No, it's not everything. <laughs> Shut up. But, uh, Jeff, <laughs> your thoughts on this, my friend? I mean, uh, I know that to the uh, draft heads out there, they're really intrigued by Vincent Valerio Bodon. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a good enough sell to have him stay on this roster. I think that these guys, if they don't want to go ahead and find greener pastures overseas, that it's a South Bay Lakers trip for them coming up very soon.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't see any of the exhibit 10 players making the roster. I'm not even convinced any of the two-way players will make the roster. So um, I don't think that happens. I think it's South Bay or Bust for them for this year. And like Joe said, who knows what we can do with uh we, are, we do have a very good developmental system down there. So we'll see what comes of that. But I don't see them making the team. Um, like I said, maybe not even the two-ways. And um, I believe that uh, that 15 that spot – don't know who it's going to be yet i think they've got ideas who they would want but those players are not available yet um so i think that will be remain open um until uh, the player that they want to get is available to fill that void but it will not be an exhibit 10 player
0: now if they don't fill that and thank you so much intel wild for the super chat you got it coming up right here best lakers channel around, in my humble opinion by intel wild truly appreciate that and i'll leave that up there for a little while for everybody to see Jeff, I'm going to keep it with you for a second here. When it comes to this roster, though, when it comes to those two ways, if you don't mm-hmm. have 15 players, 90 days by the time the start of the season happens, you're going to have to dump one of those two ways. Now, right now, mm-hmm. I'll be Alex mm-hmm. but-
2: for for the two ways.
0: Yeah, the 2-way. You cannot keep 3 2-way people on the roster if you don't have 15 players.
2: No, you can't uh you can't up until the uh, so
0: no, until have the to, beginning so of the season. If the beginning of the season you don't have a roster full of 15 players. I we checked in this. Magic Man and I have checked in this. If you don't have 15 players on the roster at the time the season starts, you cannot have 3 2-way players. So the 90
2: so what is the 90 uh, what is the 90 uh the 30 game rule then? The 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 the, uh, the 90 game rule. That's what that there, no, there's for. actually
0: there's only a 50 day rule. They can only every two-way player. I looked this up again. We did this over the weekend because yeah. Zangerstein <laughs> okay. and Sean. 30 was getting games, the information. 50 days. 30 games, 50 days. They can only spend okay, 50 okay, okay, days okay. and 30 games on the roster. Two-way, but let's say like Demore Hodge. Let's say Demori mm-hmm. Hodge is a two-way player, star of the season. He can only spend a maximum amount of 30 games and 50 days at in uh, up at the big roster. So that's the maximum amount for any two way player. So just okay, yeah, that, that's that. that's
2: that's kind of tripping me out right now because I like even like what did you guys okay? Well, we'll talk about that. Um, so okay, so that kind of recalibrates my thinking there because I've been under the assumption that they had to the 30th and, and game. you
0: cannot keep three if you don't have 15 players signed, okay, okay, 15 contracts signed on your roster by the start of the season. So
2: Okay, so that is – okay, give me a second here because that, that's a little uh, different than what I've been calculating. Because Alex time.
0: Fudge is the most likely person to be jettisoned if that's the case because he has absolutely yeah. zero offensive game at this point in time. He makes Jared Vanderbilt look like Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> no, St- Stone Stone
1: Hanson said that Alex Fudge was the worst offensive player he ever evaluated in that his entire wow. scouting career. Wow. And he's one of our, uh, our you know,
0: athletic, he was very good defensively in the, in the summer league. He does have some promise on that end, but again, zero offensive game. And if any, one of those three guys have to be let go. So the question I have to you is, do you think they fill out that 15 spot by the start of the season?
2: My whole train of thought because I'm because I'm telling like Larry Kuhn, like the cap guru himself, was the one who was talking about that night, that uh, that 90 game rule. So I'm just a little tripped. Uh, out I, right I, I mean, <laughs> I,
0: I verified it for the NBA. No, no, I believe you. Part. I believe yeah. you. I'm
2: just saying, like, my whole train of thought yeah,
0: 50 I, I days totally that, that a two way player can spend, and then again, according to the current CBA, it's if uh, all 15 contracts have to be signed or 15 contracted players you have to have signed. In order to keep three two ways spots. Okay. No,
2: yeah, no, I didn't mean to. I totally, I totally believe you. So, um, but it changes my train of thought here. So I, so I, I then he definitely jettises uh, one of those two ways are probably going to go, and they're still going to keep the the that spot open because I think the guys that, that they're that they're looking for or that they're hoping to get are, are not available yet. So um, I don't think they're going to fill that fifteenth roster spot until that player is available, or if if kind of some of the things I'm thinking of that it will be like a. Um, like when when they fill it via trade, when they send someone out. So um, I don't think, I definitely don't think they're filling that that slot unless one of those guys become available uh, after um, one of those two big trades go down between Harden or Dame and send someone springs loose from there, uh, a buyout guy or someone doesn't get extended, and they start talking about a buyout or trade them then bought out. So um, outside of that, I just don't see, I don't think there's anyone available right now that they're going to use it on. So just they're going to wait for one of those guys to become free.
0: Fair enough indeed. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We're talking some great Lakers subjects today. There's a whole bunch of NBA subjects to talk about. Magic Man, before we get into what Jeff was talking about earlier today on his great channel, Empire Jeff TV, please subscribe today to go ahead and get the latest notifications on when he goes live on the air with another great show of his. I want Thank you to make sure and uh, give your thoughts again on the roster. You wanted to go a little bit more in detail on the roster. It started out this day with Gerald. I got a good idea about talking about the roster. So your thoughts, my friend, before I hit back to Joe on the roster, I wanted to make sure everything was taken care of before we hit it over on the memo of the day. I got you, Sean. Yeah. Go it's a, uh,
1: it's, it, I guess it's a, just a case of continuity as well. Like, all, all of these guys have played with each other more or less. I mean, the young, young players. So, kind of just bringing in um, continuity, and um, it, obviously, Darvin Ham's just gonna run his system, and these guys played a little bit of it in the summer league. So, you're expecting, you know, just just a little bit more continuity here, a little bit more structure. Kind of felt like last uh, training camp and preseason was just awful it just it just felt jumbled it felt like there was little to no organization um you know obviously that's a uh, first year head coach juggling a lot of different responsibilities so uh this is ham's second training camp i think uh it's good that uh, everybody really has a familiarity with the system and obviously you know they're looking for these young guys to play a lot like i wouldn't expect uh lebron or ad to play much if if all after you know maybe the first preseason game
0: Mm. once again go ahead my friends go please jeff you wanted to say something interject
2: oh no that was that was an interesting uh point so i've been kind of going going around in my mind thinking how they're kind of going to play this um preseason wise and i I thought maybe some of them might, might not play the first couple or the last couple and may fill in kind of the middle there. Um, so and, and depending on who you talk to, everyone's philosophy is kind of different, right? So I definitely don't uh, disagree with Magic Man's take, but it's interesting to hear everyone's kind of, you know, take an opinion on it because every coach kind of does it different. So um, so that's interesting. So I, I I'm for some reason, think it's going to be more in the middle, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the first two games and then kind of chill from there. We've seen that before too.
0: Fair enough, indeed. Great assessment there. It is Empire Jeff, Magic Man, Sean Rice, and of course, Joe Soro from LakersBall.com. I give you first dibs on this subject that you dearly wanted to talk about, my friend, and I will go ahead and make sure that you get the first open floor on it. The NBA issued a memo out earlier today that caused an uproar for some and elation for most of the fans out there, including myself, and I'm going to say again, I'm on the record as being very supportive of what the league is doing here to try and combat load management. Uh, I will say that they issued a memo earlier out today. I'm going to go ahead and read the specifics a little later on. But in basically, in a nutshell, it is trying to curb the amount of star players, keyword is star players, from all sending out in unison at one time with, with that are with no injuries, the individual players that are not injured for uh, certain specific games or even any games for that matter, and that they actually even if they are out, they have to make sure they are front and center. they're actually right there on the bench, it very visible because you know we all want to pay thousand dollars for tickets and to see a guy sitting on the bench <laughs> just to be visible. But, okay, your thoughts on this, my friend. It is a good start for the league. I really commend them for trying to combat that. Your thoughts on the memo issued out in regards to load management.
3: I want to answer the question from Intel Wild, but is Joe woke? <laughs> 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 it's getting really weird really fast. <laughs> yeah, I've been awake for a long time, guys, before it was fashionable. It's just that, that kind of awake while everyone's asleep. I'm usually doing something, that's why I am who I am. Um, anyways, an interesting stipulation in there. Uh, they use the word stars, and right away my antenna went up. I said, Okay, what defines a star?
0: Exactly what I'm saying here.
3: So, I'm assuming they're going to be doing some kind of uh, if you're an all star, the you know. Currently, or whatever it is that you're doing, but then you're going to start getting into a bunch of details. And then when is when is the complaint going to come? Again, I'm 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 for this, by the way. Um, when's the? I think we're all come? for it. Yeah. Yes, we're all for it. But when are the complaints going to come in that someone like I don't know, Kawhi Leonard, maybe, starts saying, "I'm suing the NBA because they made me play basketball." What about Ben Simmons? I know I should have picked on him first because he deserves it more, but that's that's something that Adam Silver is going to have to figure out before he officially puts this in the books, because we know that it's never enough. You know, you 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 give a, a child, and these are these are a lot of these guys are entitled children, and the reason why they're entitled children is uh, when you're when you've been. When you've had your ass kissed probably since you were 15 and you never really had a job, you never really did anything a normal person would do. You've basically played a sport where you've had your rear end kissed and told how great you are. It's very difficult to break from that at 30 years old or 35 or whatever age they are. Right. And they're making a lot of money. So they also feel Todd, Hey, I'm getting paid $50 million. I'm the man I brought championships or I'm an all-star and you, you know, I feel like I have something to say. At the end of the day, you're getting paid that money to show the F up. If you don't want to play basketball, if you're not healthy enough, retire. Get the hell lost. okay I don't want to see I don't want to see this complaint and I hope it's gonna happen by the way. it is going to happen and it's gonna be our job as the media people. To break it down and really make it clear how wrong they are you don't show up to work you get fired in ninety nine point nine percent of the freaking jobs on this planet who the f are you and by the way no one in a normal job unless you're Bob Iger or something like that no one no one stays on a job if they don't want to work they eventually get fired am I right am I wrong Play. No. If you can't play, get the f out of the league. Then go sell cars. Go try to attempt to be a color analyst somewhere. Because we know how bad those fools are when they go to that part of the world. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just elated. I'm. I think today's news was was it was a breath of fresh air. I'm ready to see accountability with some of these clowns who continue to think that they can just make their money and not play. It's 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 one thing to suck and play. It's another to just suck because you're not playing zero points, zero rebounds. You're getting paid one third of the salary cap and you're not playing because, well, we're trying to uh, save up so we can have uh, a playoff run. Well, we did uh, the, the Clippers did that for the entire season last year. How'd that work out for them? You play like a loser. You play it too easy. You lose. And by the way, this should be called the Greg Popovich rule because that clown is the one that started all this load management crap. So I would like to give a shout-out to good old Pop. <laughs> hopefully uh, hopefully this doesn't um, make – hopefully this makes him understand that by sitting Wend for 40 games, it, it ain't going to happen this time. Play your freaking players. If you can't play, get the F mm-hmm. out.
0: Well, the thing I ask you, my friend, in regards to this, as I'm showing it here, hopefully on the screen here in a second, when it comes to the, the guidelines in it, the thing that you mentioned right off the bat, I, I had a, a guy that I know, a good friend of mine, uh, talking about the legalities of this. He's in the legal profession, and it wasn't uh, Nick, because I'm going to touch on his, what he thought in a second here. Is the what is the definition of STARS? What is, uh, you know, how will that be defined as far as how the league defines it? And is somebody going to contest it on what the league defines as stars, which you and I think probably somebody will contest it here in the not too distant future. So that's what I'm, I'm probably saying is going to happen as far as the backlash from the players on it. I know that they're probably not going to be happy about it. And like you said, tough deal with it. I love this rule. I appreciate it and applaud the, the NBA for g- going
3: through with it. But um, before I get back to your guys' opinion on it, Joe. I had I a better solution, out. actually. I had a better solution. We could have made it so much easier by, by just by just making, you know, if you don't want to play, then you don't get paid that day. That would have been the easiest thing to do. <laughs> I agree. Unless you had an outside source. And, uh, but then again, they'd say, although well, this is somebody scamming us, right? That's what they'd say. But it's a lot safer than this identifying what a star is, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the, 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 the eight man rotation, the first eight man rotation. I don't even know how they would, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to ju- figure that out to make it make mm-hmm. sense.
0: The thing is though, that's something, how were they going to make it make sense? What are they going to define a star? Is it somebody on the rise? Right? You know, Austin Reeves, is he a star? Is he labeled under the, t- you know, what are the, the, the qualifications of the term star that has to be clearly defined?
3: Would you Otherwise, call Westbro- Westbrook a star right now?
0: <laughs> That's a good point because he's been an MVP. He's been an all-star on many occasions. We don't see him versus a star. We see him as a thank God he's gone person for us. But, you know, we it's again, is he a star? If he sits down or he's a DNP, things of that nature. So Magic Man, I'm going to bring it to you before I bring it back to Jeff. Your thoughts on this, my friend, with the league. You know, they, our, our own legal representative, Nick Molina, Lake, a.k.a. Laker Nick, had lots of thoughts on this. He thinks whatever the league is going to impose on it is probably going to stick on this. I say there's probably going to be someone that challenges it, but in the end, once it's clearly defined what a star truly is, then we'll finally get to where we're going as far as the end or a severe decrease in load management.
1: Yeah, Gerald, it's uh, it's lawyer speak dicking around with euphemisms again, literally. Um, they need to stop literally dicking around with this um, A star. What's well, a star? Very simply put, a star is somebody you go through the turnstiles to see. That's what they're going to define a star as.
0: So they're defining a star, just on this memo, as a individual who's made the all-star or all-NBA teams in mm-hmm. any of the three previous seasons.
1: Uh well, yeah, again, because I know um, a lot of people want to see def- the
0: Sabonis, man. They'll be still I'll, disheartened
1: if he. And
2: technically, Westbrook would fall in that category. He didn't do, he, didn't do, he make I'll, an All Star in Washington? I'll, <laughs> so. the, I'll right. defer. I'll <laughs>
1: defer to the the lawyers, drilled and one of our legal eagle minds, Nick. Basically, said that you could go down this road all you want, but then you're going to have to qualitatively and qual. Qualify what exactly all this is, and that's a lot of lawyers making a lot of money over bull junk. And I would just define a star as somebody you you go through the turnstiles to see Gerald, and it's very few. That's very few people today, very few. Uh, who would you go through the turnstiles to see? Who's worth that? Well, when he's playing. Kyrie Irving, but that's why these rules are in place because of him. Is Ben Simmons a star? Is Ben Simmons somebody you'll go see? No. Neither is Russell Westbrook. Giannis, yes. LeBron, still at 38? Yes. (laughs) Kevin Durant, yes. SGA, yes. But Luca, yes, but there are very few of them. There's probably less than 10 in the nba right now that you would really call qual- quantify as stars somebody you're willing to pay hard money for go through those turnstiles and watch it's,
0: it's but a- well, wait hold on there is a point where there's people that you know pay money to go see a specific play like for instance austin reeves you know he now has an, a a uh, following where people want to go and see them now especially you know if you saw in the philippines he was huge over there that following We'll follow him throughout the rest of yeah. the season.
1: Yeah, I get it. And the guy and the kid from Argentina went all the way to Miami to see Jimmy Butler play and yes. he was a DNP. I get it. I, but he like, certainly I, was
0: healthy enough to you know, as a sick individual to come over there and say hi and take a photo
1: with the kid, didn't wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so you got something out got something out of it, right? But I, yeah. but still the fact remains, Gerald, is that it's this euphemistic language it's from lawyers it's not from some people who actually care about the sport care about the game they want to just protect both unions like there, there's a lot of money involved here a lot of it and Jeff's right a lot of these people are just blood-sucking vampires
0: <laughs> this is true indeed uh, let me go ahead and bring in the super chat here and then i'll bring it to jeff $5 from Intel Wild. Truly appreciate the very kind thought right there for us. Dennis the, Mem- Dennis the Menace was MVP of FIBA, but i remember is him scoring zero points, zero nine field goals, zero four from three, one assist in 28 minutes as a starter in a playoff game. You're right. The FIBA Dennis Schroeder is not the NBA Dennis Schroeder. They are rarely one in the same. Uh, it is just truly amazing. All these European players who play so well overseas they play average at best for the most part on these teams and it's just it's mind boggling fournier is another one that that just yeah it's just i cannot believe it's you, know why? Player you know why
3: you know why you know why because he's an actual german who cares about his country there you go absolutely He's not he, he's not, he wasn't about he didn't he didn't go in and say oh well in 1860 we, uh I can't, one of my great, great, great times 10 grandfathers went on a trip to Sicily and now I'm Italian. Well, then he's so also. Fake no. ass. Fake ass. Everything's fake. Well,
0: congratulations to him though and Team Germany. It is again, Dennis Schroeder who played really well for most of the time. There was that four for 26. Two real points?
3: No, never. Uh Jeff. This is all facade hear- by the way, guys. It's my neighbor's house.
0: he hopped over the fence but uh jeff i wanted to ask you your thoughts you you put some extensive time into it earlier today and i hope everybody gives it a chance but uh, you see the rules now Uh, all-star team or all nba the past three seasons so uh, i think star is so loosely defined because again they're guys that haven't been in the in the all-star game like for instance austin reeves more people would want to go see Austin Reese these days than Demona Sabonis. Your thoughts on this memo and how it's been laid out?
2: There's a lot to unpack with this memo, so I'll try. I won't do my best to not go super long form on this. So essentially, what it is, they they they've kind of my. My take on this is that this has been known In league circles for a while uh, They've talked about it, the union has signed off on this The competition committee, who is owners And have people on it that have star players I think this is all, it's all tying into the same thing That was approved in the new CBA within the 65 game rule Same parameters of making those teams within three years All-star team, all all NBA, all defensive Same type of parameters So I think those are all locked in I think the key thing to zero in on here Is when you're looking at these things and They're talking about back-to-backs They're talking about specifically the national TV games and the in-season tournament. So to me, when you think about this, what this screams to me is that the TV providers are saying, hey, we're not gonna pay you a top dollar for your product because you're not putting your top product on the floor. So for me, my perspective, this is kind of optics. This is the NBA trying to show during negotiations for TV deals that they're saying they're going to force their players to play even if they really don't. There's a ton of loopholes in here. So especially the one when you look, when you get into it, where you're you're saying that the NBA will provide several scenarios for excused absences on missed games. So there it is right there, including those involving regular season back-to-back scenarios, the sources said. For example, the NBA will allow pre-approved designated back-to-back allowances for players who are 35 years old on opening night lebron or have career workloads of 34,000 regular season minutes lebron 1000 regular season slash playoff games combined lebron so at the end of the day when you're looking at this and you're doing the post nfl um, national tv lebronathon that happens as soon as the super bowl is over So now what they're doing is this is going to attack the teams like the Clippers. It's going to attack teams like the Suns. It's going to attack teams like the Warriors. But when you think about it, these are the same teams that looked at that second apron in CBA and said, (laughs) keep coming. We're just going to blow through it and still spend. So all this means is that the teams that do it, like the Steve Ballmers and those other billionaire owners, they're just going to have to pay the money to the league that that the league is losing from these TV rights. So it's essentially what you're looking at here. So when you continue to break it down further, there's a bunch of different stuff here. So when you sit back and say, there's also saying that you have one or more stars on a team that one of them must play. Well, what if you're a team that has one star? What does that mean? All right, and you're sitting here. My first thought, as Joe said, but first thing I thought of was Wembenyana and the Spurs. Well, Wembenyana is not an all-star, nor did he ever make an all-NBA team. He's a rookie. These rules technically do not apply to him. So the Spurs technically could do as they please with him until he makes one of those teams. So when you look at all this and break all that down, this just screams negotiations for TV rights to me. And it's right because one, the TV providers are correct. And two, the NBA needs to do a better job of getting their players on the court for these national TV games. And it also really breaks down how, how they're prioritizing road games over home games. Because if you're if you're some someone on the East Coast and the Lakers come to your city once a year and you have one chance to see LeBron James, the league is prioritizing that than that one Laker fan who can save up to get one ticket and come see him at home. That's interesting. Sorry, that was kind of long, but there was a, there's a lot of information in this memo.
3: I can listen to Jeff read the Bible and get entertained, man.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's well, out there it is something, again, as uh, Jeff and uh, Sean and Joe have alluded to, it's out there. It's hopefully going to be able to be a way for many of these teams to go ahead and provide a little bit more for the fans out there. There are loopholes, as Jeff indicated. Uh, there are loopholes that, that – the lakers and other teams may be able to get around and for those teams that don't have yet an all-star in the past three seasons like the spurs where does that leave them although again they don't have many players outside of wimby that you really want to go ahead and check out so we'll see what happens there as far as that going forward but joe uh when it comes to Sorry, Go real ahead.
2: quick. Can I, can sure. I, I forgot. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. I forgot one thing that's really important on this that I totally glazed over here is the independent medical team that will be looking at the team's medical reports. So the team doctor cannot rule that player injured. Uh, the, the league gets to then look at that, and their independent medical team can Yay! overrule that. So A that's subscriber. important, too. Sorry, but I left that out in my
0: little breakdown there. So that's an important one. All right. That's, well, again, it's going to be scrutinized. Everything is going to be scrutinized by the league from this point forward. At all, is, you know, that league tired of losing face over the continual Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, nationally televised games on ABC and ESPN that place the past of where a predominant amount of stars, quote unquote, have not been there through management during the course of the season. So, that begs to offer now, Sean, when it comes to. Rule, Anthony Davis is start He's played in the All Star game and he has been. I think he's been on an NBA All NBA team in the past. You no, know, he has probably been out of him. He's been in an All Star game per se. But I ask, I ask you this, my friend: When it comes to for the Lakers, while they have to keep watch on Anthony Davis, it's at least gratifying to show that they don't have to go ahead and have the same kind of.
1: Performance no, um, you're kind of breaking up on me, Gerald, But uh, the last All NBA season Anthony Davis had was 2020. That's yeah. yeah that,
0: that puts them one season away. Uh, that puts some yeah. one season out. You're right.
1: Yep. So, yeah, but uh, you know, it's just one one of those kind of incidental uh, penalty, uh, sort of like penalty. After I guess look into uh, like I. I to me it's it's kind of like this is finally the chickens coming home to the roost, but I mean we're like with all the legalities going on, we're not really sure if it's gonna actually lead to any kind of resolution. Who knows? Um this is a thirty men club, um, with one person kind of overseeing it. At least Adam Silver's trying to make himself look like a sheriff here. Um, I, I think for too long the inmates have been running the asylum, so if he's trying to act like a warden, uh good for him.
0: Well he's been a very player friendly commissioner for years now, at the cost, I'm sure, of uh losing some sway with the owners and or television contract. But the he works people.
1: he works Gerald, that is that is a facade and you know that's a facade. He okay, works who the owners. Pa- I
0: mean who he,
1: he works is, for the owners. He
0: works for he works for the owners. Yes. That's right. True. It's, so that's a but
3: pile so... of crap.
0: <laughs> wow.
3: That's the okay, biggest does... fallacy in sports. So who the commissioner who works... works for the owners? My ass.
0: Okay. He does.
3: You telling me you're telling me Roger Goodell works for the owners?
0: In theory, yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. When he was when he was suspending Jerry or scaring Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder? You know, you know who the commissioner works for. Networks,
0: <laughs> money, and in the end, that's all that matters. Absolutely, I, I agree with Joe. There, it is. Even if it doesn't officially say it, we all know. Again, it's it's what you're supposed to be aligned with.
3: It's a facade. It's a facade. Here's what happens. I'll give you an example again with with Roger Goodell. By they the way, Dan Wild room. says,
0: "Watch out for sharks, Joe."
3: They said and the, I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. We. we <laughs> We, we know, at least I know that what likely is the deal with the owners, with, let's say, a Goodell, right, is they're like, look, you take the bullets and we'll keep paying you that 40, 50 mil a year. So when something drops, you're going to get the blame. Everyone is going to crap on you. we're We're the puppet masters that are supposedly here in secret, right? But at the end of the day... You suck as an owner. You're doing stupid stuff. You're out. If you don't, if you don't believe me, Dan Snyder, Sarver, Sterling. Am I wrong? No. Am I too cynical? Am I too jaded?
0: No, not at all. Again, this is an issue where you're not going to get any beef from us on it. You're not going to get any uh, pushback from us on it. We're supporting it 100. percent But when I got a text, you know, you think as the owners
3: dude, care? You think the owners care that Kawhi Leonard plays 70 games?
0: Well, of course they want to go. The answer is
3: no, no, unless people don't show up, unless TV contracts start hitting the crapper, which it did. Valley Sports, you saw what happened there. At the end of the day, guys, we, the the fans, are the problem, the root problem, because we keep coming back to an inferior product.
0: Yes, you've said that.
3: So it doesn't, in, in the end, we are actually the problem not the owners, it's not Silver, it's not Goodell, it's not these commissioners, it's us. We're sitting here on a Monday, talking for almost an hour, and we do this almost every day, right? Yes. We're watching all 82 games, all the playoff games, (laughs) sitting here whining like little Ben Simmons and going, things need to be better, yet we keep watching. So, this is one of those things where the league and this is this goes for anything in life. What's what is not the right thing to do? I think that's a little too childish sometimes. But at some point you got to look at yourself in the mirror and go, "What is this? Like is this what we want? Do we really want our stars or players that are making 50 million a year to sit out a third of the year?" Does that make any sense? No. It doesn't. It does not make sense. If you can't play, then retire. So that money can go to players who want to play. It's setting a precedent. It used to be like that. But we pampered these crybabies for so long. We look up to these guys. Not me. I don't look up to anybody. But we as a a society, as fans, look up to these guys like they're gods when they're not. They're not gods. They're manipulative. They do stupid crap outside the court, and we tolerate it because they can put a ball in the hoop. They can throw a football. Well, we've been tolerating all these owners who've been taking advantage of people in their offices, players, all this crap. It's time for us to say, you know what? But at the same time, I'm not going to walk away either. I'm not going to be like that coward, I'm never going to watch basketball again (laughs) when it's not really true. Okay, we all know that's not true. You're still watching. You're watching because you're probably gambling. And that's really ultimately the big thing here gambling. (laughs) And now that we've allowed gambling to be tolerable, it's gotten worse. Have you noticed that there are a lot of gambling issues with certain players? You would think it wouldn't be that way because these players, even the minimum guys, are making two, three million a year. Why would you have gambling (laughs) issues? Why? Question you're going to have to ask them. But at the end of the day, it's because you are allowing it. You keep giving them more and more rope. You keep coddling them more and more. What do you do? What do you do when you're raising children? What happens? Why are children, why are parents so bad these days? Why? Because they read some book, some life coach piece of garbage who doesn't give two craps about you, telling you how you should raise your kids, how you should conduct yourself. How about going back to the basics? respect something that shouldn't be forced on you by a government agency or some kind of an authority. How about having some pride? How about (laughs) having some gumption to freaking do it right? What is doing right? At least give us the respect of earning what you're getting paid. And if you can't do it, piss off, go retire, let that money go to someone or some people, some players, so that we can enjoy them playing maybe. Maybe they're going to get get a shot that they wouldn't normally. And that's it. It's it's it, it's it, I'm done with this. I keep hearing all these people, let's do things right. Let's be fair. Let's this. But yet these same clowns who sit there and talk about, oh, it's an injustice. This is an injustice here. This is a, How about it's an injustice about you not freaking doing your job while well, people are, are paying $200, $300 for those tickets 41 times out of the year? How about that? You know how cool it was going to Chicago on a pure chance? I was there on business, just happened to be there. It happened twice, too. I told you guys about this. I was in Chicago and the Lakers were in town. You know how cool it was watching Kobe Gasol at the United Center? It was really cool. It was an experience that just, even though I'm a, I'm a lifer, it was cool. It's a great story in, in your life because it's fun. New York. <laughs> Same situation. I happened to be there when they were playing Brooklyn and New York, and the Knicks. Went and saw them both times. Great experience. Those things matter, especially in a day, this day and age, where everything sucks for everybody. And how about that little bit of positive, right? Because sports can't be faked. For, you can't fake LeBron James. You can't fake Anthony Davis. You can't. You can't sit there and say, "Well, we need we need more opportunity." No. You, if you can't ball like AD and LeBron you ain't you ain't getting on that court or you know anyone else that's you know a player so it just needs to get we need to keep doing this we need to keep going and it's looking like obviously we're we're a small piece of this we're not there yet but I think we need to make sure we keep getting we keep talking this we keep it going we keep it getting at get it get it out there so that we demand these guys to show up and earn their money instead of running off and saying, I ain't going to watch it anymore. At some point, you're going to keep walking away. Next thing you know, you're going to be in the middle of nowhere doing nothing. No, I'm not going to do it.
0: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, along with Magic Man, Sean Rice, and Empire Jeff from Empire Jeff TV. Please go ahead and support Empire Jeff TV on his YouTube channel. Go ahead, subscribe today to get the latest notifications like you should do here with our 1,000 subscribers. Thanks you so much already. We've had another subscriber of the show. Truly appreciate you doing so. Wanted to clarify again on the two-way issue because someone else had it wrong. Uh, I Latest I've seen... Is, Jeff, and this gets so confusing. I'm telling you, my friend. Again, I'm gonna go. I went to another source because you kind of got me thinking about it. Hoopsrumors.com. I don't know how legit this is, but this is according to their last updated as far as at the end of this this month. So it's what less than two weeks old. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Teams can now carry three players on two-way contracts rather than two, but two-way players are eligible to be active up to 50 of their 82 regular season games if a team isn't carrying a full 15-man roster its two-way players can only be active for a combined 90 games so
2: mm-hmm. basically so that, that's the 90-day game yeah so that's that's yeah. that's what the what larry Kuhn said so but if way-
0: but if it is carried by if you do have 15 players on the roster then mm-hmm. you, you get you get more eligibility for your two-way players
2: yeah so the way the way he told it and again uh, once he told me i didn't look anywhere else because he's like the cap god teams go to him so so like when he said that so essentially the way it worked is if we had 14 players for every one game you play that counts as three games for 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 having three two-way players so the second you get to the 30th game that becomes the 90 game rule and you and you have to either convert one of those two ways or fill the 15th roster spot so that's why i blew my mind because i was like because everything that i've been believing was that I believed you you know I'm no, a, I Larry Kuhn, you know. Larry
0: Kuhn, Larry Coon's a great source. so again when it comes to it though, you're going to only get limited uh, yes. amount of time a limited amount of games for these three two-way players and I finally want to put this behind me as far as it's concerned because these mm-hmm. guys on such a deep roster are probably not <laughs> going to get much playing time at all. It went from you know everybody infatuated with Des Moy Hodge and Colin Castleton you know, coming out of the summer league is saying, man, they got to be on the roster and they got to make sure they're in the rotation to now, now that we have, a, what, 14 players deep, supposedly. I actually, it's 12 because I don't count the two rookies where you've got guys now fighting for time that have experienced the league. And there's really no way that Colin Castleton, Des Moines Hodge outside of injuries are really going to get any more time in
2: this. And can I touch on one thing, which is in, yeah. which is also important? So that the Lakers, it may be who them to hold off to that 14th roster spot for the simple fact if a player gets – 15th. Weighed, 15th. Sorry, yeah. My brain is fried. I'm sorry. <laughs> 15th roster spot. So uh, teams like the Warriors, the Suns, and eventually most likely the Clippers uh, will not be able to sign a buyout candidate who makes more than the, the full mid-level exemption of the 13th point whatever million. So if a player gets traded and bought out a lot like Westbrook last year, the Clippers wouldn't have been able to have signed him uh, because obviously he was making ridiculous money and above the mid-level money. So the Lakers may be sitting back and not and they're also trying to what what's so great about what they've done is they put this great roster together. Uh, they're, they're a championship contender and uh they're still not paying tax. So um that's another part of it uh that that's kind of there. They're if they sign They do something else uh it can get to it can get to that now they're they've got more room between where they are in the hard cap but they're closer to the tax level than they are the hard cap so when that comes down to it the lakers may not want to add a 15 player then a player becomes available that they want and then waive that player and then lose that money and they have to go into the tax for the for the next person so there's ramifications with all this stuff so they may look to keep that 14th uh 15th spot sorry open um carry the three two ways get to the uh combined uh the 30th game which would be the 90 games or the, whatever that whatever they're standing on that rule now and um that's more than likely what they're looking at unless something becomes available that's too good to be true that wouldn't be looked as a 15th player it would be the 15th roster spot but maybe that person can crack a top eight you know and, and then things get interesting
0: okay again you got to consider the fact that the only way that you were going to see these guys either late in the season if the Lakers are already like you know 50 wins in and they're like needed to go ahead and rest their guys you know, providing the league will allow them under this new rule. <laughs> and then also as well, or if there's a lot of injuries. So basically if we do, you see Colin Castleton on the floor, it's going to be in the preseason and at the end of the season. So I think that there's still a lot of growth and maturity needed on both him. Des Moines Hodge, I think is more NBA ready at this point in time, but even if that's the case, I'm not sure that the kid's going to get a chance at this point in time.
2: Yeah. not. I mean, we're sitting there thinking about how, how Cam Reddish uh, is going to find spots on, on exactly. this team. You know, uh, Hayes, you know, we're sitting, okay, well, you know, Max Chris, there's, there's guys that are just so far ahead uh, of them that it just wouldn't make sense. We'd it, it, want these guys to play, so they'd be better off to have them in the G League where they can, you know, hone their craft and, and put in actual reps versus just not play, <laughs> you know, so.
0: Yeah, the same sense. thing should go for JHS and Maxwell Lewis, in my opinion, as well. If they True. travel 82 games with the team, I think that's not in their best interest or their development. I agree before we hit back to Joe speaking of JHS and Maxwell Lewis who are the 13th and 14th guys on the roster right now where do you see them as far as their development because they did not impress Joe they did not impress me or Magic Man in Summer League.
2: Um, I I don't have much expectation. I didn't expect to see much. the The second year summer league guys are usually the ones that stand out. The first ones are few and far between. Even like the first overall picks at times, even like top three picks at times. Uh,
0: I know one certain one that Joe and I like. Uh, I know, don't know,
2: I get it. <laughs> but okay, it's like by in the general. name of
0: Cam Whitmore.
2: Yeah, no, no, I I get it. Um. But for most part, they, on average, they really don't. And then yeah, the, there's a long list of guys who did not play very great in summer. league and had an amazing rookie year. Uh, there's more of those than there are the ones who played great in summer. league and had a great rookie year. So, um, but having said that, like, I just don't see the, the minutes for them. I don't think they were terrible. And I think it kind of progressed as the summer league went on. Uh, but those guys, they've, they've got work, you know, to get in their bodies have to mature. So um, I don't, I didn't, I didn't love them. I didn't hate them, but at the end of the day, I didn't really have high expectations uh, for them. They weren't a top 10 pick. They weren't guys that, you know, I had much expectation for right now. They need to develop.
0: We'll see what happens there, but yeah, the rookies are there. I think again, the, the undrafted guys are a little bit ahead of the drafted guys, but we'll see what happens as far as their development is concerned. But of course the focus is in on the top 12 players for the Lakers and Joe Before we head on out, uh, before we actually finish talking about uh, the roster, as it were, and a big shout-out to Magic Man. Truly appreciate it. I know his internet is having troubles again. Mm. Uh, Your thoughts, any last thoughts on the NBA memo? I mean, you were very definitive. And, uh, again, from one of the few times on anything, we're 100% agreement on what the league is doing in regards to load management.
3: Well, it's good. It's a good start. I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing it in any way. I hope it. I hope it didn't come off that way. I think it's a good start.
0: No, but it. It just you got to understand that the legalities of the word "star" and how it's being defined. May... I think
3: they'll figure it out. I think they'll figure it out. Uh, you know, we went. We we were supposed to have some, at least a little conflict with the CBA, for you know, and we didn't. We you know, it just. I don't know if. The 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 league didn't want to risk. The, the, the TV contracts with a possible lockout, my guess is that's probably what it was. And then maybe part of making sure people are participating, maybe uh, giving them a little bit now will allow them to, or I say allow the league and the owners to, or the, the, the league in general, to sit down and say, hey, look, we, we, we said yes to every stipulation in this thing with the CBA and we would appreciate if you understand that we have to do this now because if these TVs, of these TV networks, these t- cable networks, if they're sitting there going, I ain't going to give you any money for Kawhi Leonard, you know, Fox sports valleys, whatever station that ends up being, I'm not going to give you guys a hundred million for the next five years. When I know Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard are not going to show up, for 20 of those games, that means no no one's watching. They're not shown. They're not getting all that ad ad money. Ad money. I know if I was an advertiser, like, well, we're gonna do a little bit of a different contract here. If your guy sits out and it's due to a non injury, we're not gonna pay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take that money that for, for that particular game. We're gonna downgrade it. I would do that. If anybody knows what they're doing in terms of advertisement for the NBA, that'd be the first thing I talk about. Know your stuff, right? You should know your stuff. This is what you do, right? Not a lot of people talk about it in the general audience, but if you know what you're doing, this is this is what I would do.
2: <laughs> I'm trying try not to look at the chat anymore because they're killing
3: me. Uh, <laughs> and and at the at the end of the day. At the end of the day, this is for, to the benefit of viewership. This isn't some owner saying, "I want to make an extra two million dollars." This is about integrity. It's about showing the quality that your league is. The the NBA, it's it's so heavily weighed on stars. It's always been that way. Absolutely. And you're paying these guys fifty to sixty million dollars. and not getting paid twenty million. Twenty million still a lot of money but when you're talking about a salary cap once you get to let's say the second apron you're looking at 172 and change right 172 million and change for the second apron dame Dame lillard i'm sorry
2: for the second apron
3: i think the second apron is 172 right it's
2: like 183 for the second it's like okay 182, 182 got it
3: so you're asking you're asking let's 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 talk to anyone who who has some common sense okay if you have two players, you know, Boston's going to have to deal with this, right? Boston soon, right? And Because apparently Jason Tatum has not shown any indication that he's leaving Boston. He's been saying very nice things. Maybe he could be just doing that. But mm-hmm. let's just say he means it. He's going to get a supermax. Now you're going to have two players making two-thirds of that number on a, on a roster that can hold 15. That means 13 other players need to cover the other 60-plus million. If you guys okay. don't want to play 82 games mm-hmm. and the owners don't want to minimize the the, the, uh, the games because they want to make more money, then you need to show up. I'm not going to a game where LeBron AD are sitting, playing the Celtics, and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are sitting. I'm not going to that game. If I had tickets to that game a month early, which I don't do that anyways. I never do that. Best, for those of you who don't know, the best time, to get, best, best time to get tickets is about two or three days before the game starts. You'll get a good number. And if you're doing it, if you're going by yourself, which I go mostly because my family is just as busy as I am, I can get a good deals all day long. But if, I'm, if I find out that those guys aren't there, I'm not going to go watch it. I'm going to go watch it on TV because I'm already paying 100 bucks a month for that. Might as well sit at home, And enjoy it in my home. Without having to deal with parking, have to deal with sitting next to two people that are, you know, arm in arm with me. So this is—I think the fact that we're even talking about this is quite comical. We've gotten to this point in society where laziness and entitlement is championed. It needs to stop. It needs to freaking stop. I'm—I'm done with it. I'm gonna say this until I die. Do your job. Isn't that what Bill Belichick says? <laughs> Do your effing job. You're getting paid 50, 30, 20 million, whatever the hell it is that you make. Show the F up. If you can't show up, retire. Go away. Let somebody else play then.
0: Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. Magic Man Sean Grice was on the show with us earlier. Joe Sorrow is just relaxing, gliding, swimming <laughs> in the pool in the, actually, I'm sorry, the jacuzzi as we speak, the hot tub, along with Empire Jeff TV. Please go ahead and check out what he's doing today, Empire Jeff TV on YouTube. <laughs> Kurt says, Joe, do you ever watch any games in the hot tub? I'm not sure I think that question should be answered, but go ahead, Joe. Do you ever watch any games in the hot tub?
3: I've watched games in a car for three hours before.
0: That's dedication. In,
3: in, right the, in the passenger seat. <laughs>
0: I have two. I have two. <laughs> yeah,
3: in the passenger seat, yeah. it's uh, Technology is not a bad thing for those who, who complain about it. Uh, technology, the phone, the, the cell phone, the smartphone has been much more of a positive than a than a negative. The only reason why it's a negative is because most of the people out there that are looking at it are usually looking at garbage. I use my smartphone for work and for sports, live, live games. And you're never going to hear me say anything negative about that because it allows, allows, you know, allows you to do multitask more. Accents. You need to, you know, if, you, if you're going to a, you know, especially on a Sunday, a lot of times family gatherings happen on a Sunday. And if you're traveling from one place to another, if it's not, let's say, uh, you know, a next door neighbor or whatever, let's say you're going somewhere that's an hour and a half, two hours away, like in L.A. I do that a lot. Hey, well, I'll I'll, I'll tell the wife, honey, I need you to drive because I need to need to watch what's going on here. Why is that funny?
0: It's funny to me because I just, you know, honey, I need you. I need to go ahead and watch the game. There you go. Absolutely. That goes. Why is that funny? I'm sure. It's funny to me. Funny to me. Oh, just seeing Joe, just the kind of guy that you say you are and all that. Honey, can I go and watch the game? Please drive.
3: First of all, that that doesn't happen in my house. I don't talk like that. It might Are you might computer? talk like that in the house, not me. No, not me. So,
0: I'm not the one that has to ask my wife to drive.
3: So there you go. Oh wow, cool. So you'll miss the game while I'm watching it.
0: <laughs> ah, that's why you have what's called the speaker, so it plays audio. You there, you go.
3: Yeah, I, I prefer to watch the game. It's uh, right. 2023, Gerald. <laughs> there's a reason why there's a screen on a cell phone. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, you just let your wife drive. In, indeed. All right. No worries, man. No worries. Uh, but Jeff, uh, I, <laughs> it's Joe to a T. Gerald is the master no, no, by no means no. But Empire Jeff, uh, great to have you here. Uh, last thoughts on on this actual uh, concept of, the, of what the league is doing. Uh, do you see a grievance filed by the Players Union anytime soon? Because I think I do. I'm just going to say I do.
2: I mean, I'm just going to guess here, but again, I'm I'm going to stick with the original thing that I think this has already been discussed. Uh, I don't think this came as a shock or snuck up on anyone because it's like I said, it's kind of in line with the 65 games within the the new CBA and the union was was to touch like what joe was saying earlier that the the league uh the union was actually really supportive of the new cba the guaranteed 15th roster spot the third two-way um you know the the the, the spack uh the spike in caps the cap smoothing a lot of this extremely benefits the players so it, it restricts the the crazy owners for getting crazy in but it, it's but it's increasing parity and and um competitive balance but the union was heavily behind it that's why it got agreed to so easily On the strength of that, I I think we're in one of the better places with league, union, players, league that we've probably ever seen. So I think that this was all kind of pre-negotiated before it started to leak out. And the fact that it's basically already been leaked, that it's going to be on Wednesday and it's going to be approved. And there's already not a bunch of people on like you would see guys like Braun and all these guys who are very um, outspoken on social media. You'd already see some of them having a problem if they did, I think. Now, you may, will you see like a player that something happens to them and then, and, and and they, and they, they feel picked on and they want to, and they want to do it? Yeah, I could see something like that. But on the, on the major scale of things, I think it's agreed to. I think everyone's kind of on the same page with it.
0: Intel Wild says Kyrie, Kwai, and Simmons and Harden are everything wrong with the modern day NBA. I think what it comes down to, Intel Wild, and thank you so much again for the super chat. Joe, uh, it comes right down to it. It, it, They are a great part of the reason why this has come to this, where you actually need to have to spell it out to these guys that they have to play the damn games.
3: Yeah, we shouldn't even be talking about this, honestly. I think it's quite comical that we're still talking about it. Play the games. That's your job. But you said it
0: really started off with Popovich and the way he uh, started to utilize those rules to his advantage.
3: Yeah, yeah. Popovich... Popovich definitely started it to prolong Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and Tim Duncan. Duncan. And other than 2014, it hasn't really done much before or after in my book. And it set a bad precedent. And this is a guy that's supposed to be about principles. It's always that way, guys, isn't it? It's always the guy that's always yapping about principles and doing the right thing. Yet, they're the ones that start pulling out the do as I say, not as I do, bull crap, right? <laughs> it, 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 and no one no one is going to tell Greg Popovich. I mean, I would. I don't give a F about that. I would tell him to his face. I'm like, the reason why we're in this is because of you. And he'd probably get bent, start arguing, and tell his media people don't have this guy in here again. And that's when you know you got him. That's when you know you got him. Hit a nerve, hit a target. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm right. I'm not passionate about things unless I know I'm right. The reason why I know I'm right is because it's right. Tell me i'm I'm wrong. Tell me that tell me how tell me how I'm wrong for wanting players who are making this kind of money to play when they're healthy. You can't. you can't beat me there. Well, we're trying to prolong Tim Duncan's career for another five years, so we want to play him for four games a, uh, uh, during the regular season because we don't give a crap about the fans, right? And we've, no, no, I'm not going to buy it. Sorry. I want, I, I enjoy the, re- it might as well hang up, might as well hang up the regular season at that point, but the owners won't do that because they want to make their concessions and they want to get their ticket sales on top of the fact that they got TV contracts. No, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm just not going to support it. I never will. If LeBron can't make it through 60, 70 games this year, retire. Just retire. I, I don't I don't I'm not gonna have an argument. This is not an argument anymore. This is this is this is facts. And I don't know the intricacies of the of the TV contracts. I really don't, but it start, it does make sense. It's the timing is interesting, isn't it? That they're having issues and now they're pulling this out. They don't just do this at the goodness of their heart. They don't do that. No, no, none of these guys do that stuff. They say they do stuff like that, right? But it's, it's, they, they pick and choose what they want. They pick and choose, oh, well, I I want this to be right. But this other thing, well, I want to, I want to kind of circumvent that a little bit. No, no, it's, 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 uh, it needs to be repeated. It needs to be said nonstop until it stops. I want these guys to play. If you can't play, don't play. That's it. There's nothing else really to discuss. It's nice to know that It's a good chance that this thing passes on Wednesday, and then the league can start figuring out what a what a, what the definition of a star is. I'm sure they'll figure it out. I mean, well, they've already said that. There. It's past they'll the figure league. it out. They'll, here's 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 how I know they'll figure it <laughs> out. We have to review, and you you know my my feeling on this. We have to review a flagrant foul in the mother effing NBA. That's how flagrant uh, a foul is that you have to review it. You have any idea how stupid that is? Just tell me. You tell me if I'm I'm wrong on that one. You have to review a flagrant foul because three refs are blind. So, Kurt brought up something in the chat.
0: I thought was very interesting. The world's best Lakers chat room that's out there here at the Lakers Fast Break. You said uh about the in-game tournament obviously that comes up. I like to forget that actually is happening, but it is happening. Uh, how coincidental or not, is it, Jeff, that this memo comes out on the verge of training camp and the season in which you are debuting an in-season tournament.
2: Everything is lining up with with if 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 you even last early before the season ended last last year, I started talking about the things the league were going to do to offset the parity and the competitive culture that they're building because how many people do you know that watched, you know, casual fans that watched Miami Denver in the finals? Like, how many people do you know that watched that? So the, the reality is they have to find something within the middle of the season to make up for those loss in revenues and TV streams during the finals when you have teams that nobody cares about playing for an NBA championship. So in doing so, you come up with this mid-season, in-season, I, I get the, I keep calling it the wrong thing every time. The um, in-season tournament is a way to go ahead and get every star involved to play for something that people will get involved and get behind. And the money that will be generated off of that will make up for an offset, the money that they lose in the finals if you have two other random teams playing. So... Between that and everything that's gone into this new CBA, it kind of lines up to what they're doing in order to force competitive balance and to potentially risk having non just regular teams in the NBA finals. You have to get creative and find other ways to keep your fan base in uh, involved and and, and intensely involved throughout the regular season. So that's forcing guys to play the 65 games to win awards, which affects supermax contracts. That is now going to go into force the the, the teams to, to have to pay up to pay the money to theoretically reimburse the league for the money they're losing from TV deals. So everything about it, as Joe said, is just basically around as a loophole and a backstop and a backup plan for the league in the event that the stars don't play, they got a cash flow there to back that up. And the event that, like I said, regular teams in the NBA finals that may become a regular thing and the league is gonna get ahead of this and find ways to cash in prior
0: to the finals now. There you have it. So again, we'll be hearing more in the upcoming days on this memo issued out to the league in regards to its, its new rules.
3: It's essentially the pro version of the Maui Invitational at the beginning of the year in college college basketball. That's what it is. So you're more invested in something that's supposedly a tournament that has an ending, right? Well, they that's want the casual for-
0: fan to be alive and awake yeah. on, on the NBA sooner than Christmas is what they are basically want to do. They want them in sooner. They want to draw them in sooner. So that's why they're doing this. I get that. I understand that they – they see after opening week how much the ratings and the attendance drops in October, November, and December until it gets to Christmas time. So I see it, guys. I, I understand why they're doing it. it's all about money. Joe's already said why are they bringing out this rule? It's all about money. What you know when it's talking about uh, Adam Silver, you know who is really uh, the in charge of Adam Silver? Who is he really playing to? He's playing to the almighty dollar. It's always embedded around the almighty daughter, a dollar. I get that. But when it comes to what we're going to see as a product in this in-game tournament, I I can
2: tell
0: you that it's going to be very concerning for me as a fan, Jeff, to see LeBron play an extra game if the Lakers go that far coming to Las Vegas.
2: No, and no, no, I, again, I, I totally understand that. And you're spot on with pretty much everything that you just said. Um, I think the NBA also finds himself in a disadvantage because when their season kicks off, every sport is in play. And you've got NFL and, and, and Major League Baseball like like full-fledged, like, like especially Major League Baseball, basically playoffs, right? And then you've got uh, the NFL in full swing. So the NBA, when it launches, that's why exactly what you said about Christmas is what they're really big on. A lot of people have said the NBA should start on Christmas Day. A lot of people have said they should realign the way they do the scheduling and do the season and start the league on Christmas Day. I don't agree with that because, <laughs> I mean, I don't want much basketball as early as I can get it. But a lot of people think that eventually it may come to that because when they launch, but these other major sports, NBA and NHL, kind of get screwed. And and just as you said, it's all about the money. And now they're trying to keep people invested and paying attention to these games prior to Christmas Day. You're absolutely correct.
0: And uh, thank you so much, Vincent, for the Super Chat. Truly appreciate it. You got the cute little, that's awesome. Cute little, as you look at it on YouTube, on the Super Chat. Truly, truly appreciate it. Absolutely great to have you here. Truly cannot thank you enough for the Super Chat. You're more than welcome, anybody out there, to go ahead and share your thoughts in the Super Chat as well or in our greatest, greatest comment section right there for the Lakers' fast break. Zangerstein says the game is on time. The speed of the game is because they allow the defense to prompt review when there's excessive con- contact, flagrant foul. They have a review if they might have missed. She's really spiking up the level of uh, props for FIBA. Joe, as someone who is... I guess, have been a little bit harsh on FIBA and their rules in regards to who they allow play where. And I say I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Was And I know you didn't check out a ton of World Cup footage. Was there anything else that impressed you or did not impress you about the FIBA World Cup, besides Team USA really doing bad?
3: Well, I think Sangerstein made a good point about how the reviews take seconds versus 40 minutes like in the the NBA. I don't. I don't understand why you don't do that in general. Why do we need to see somebody else do something right? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get what the what the point of that is, and it makes you feel like management is bad. And I'm just. You want to get the. You want to get the call right. It's gotten to the point where you you, you keep trying to one up your reviews to cover the hate you're getting from refs who screw things up. They're still screwing things up. Matter of fact, you had the worst, in my opinion, the worst season of officiating this year because these guys can't concentrate on actual the actual game. They're concentrating on, we got to go to the booth. We got to talk to New York. We got to do this. We got to call this a flagrant foul or a flagrant one or a flagrant two. When just the, the thought of having to review of a play Call it something when it's clearly not a. The judgment is so bad; it's bad from every angle, and there there is a flow that referees have in a game, and you keep breaking it. You keep breaking that momentum. So it's not. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what what it would take to to get people to understand that basketball needs to go. I think that's also played a huge part in the ratings. I don't even know if that's even true. People are still watching this stuff. If if the if, if the money wasn't coming in, how the hell are the, the salary cap going up? Did anybody explain that to me? Uh,
2: yeah, so that the, they, they had a previous TV deal, and this is all pretty much going to. They're going to get a new TV deal, and it's going to be a big number. There's just posturing going on. You that's so that. then that's, is, why, we well,
0: that's
3: why expansion is not so being what we done, about? because they're waiting for the yeah. TV deal first. What are we talking about? What, are, is the NBA really losing money? when the salary cap goes up every summer? No. You tell I mean, me. I, the the, the, num- the numbers don't add up. We're sitting here, low ratings, this, low rating. You're telling me that people are going to pay more money for lower ratings?
2: Well, there, there's a oh, few things.
3: Oh, I see. They, they, I see. They're going to raise the ticket prices.
2: Yeah, so that's that, that what that's what it, what it is right there. That's what it is. So okay. the ticket prices so have gotten so high. The, the yeah. league. Yeah. So and, the, the, the ticket prices got so high. So what happened was, did you notice for anyone that had League Pass, did you notice that they they dropped it to $99 last year, where it, where it was almost double and a half the year before? So what it was is the tickets had gotten so high, people started pirating, like going online and just watching on third-party sites. They were just streaming um, NBA games from illegal sites, right? And the NBA is like, well, we're losing money on this. So they, they dropped the price of League Pass down to $99, and I thought it was like an error, right? They're like check with direct TV. like did I get like a lower tier or something like what's going on but like no it's $99 for everyone and it was like I remember before it was like it was it was much more than that because they had levels to it so like they're they're trying different ways to get the the, the fans to tap in but they also got a major problem when when you go especially when you live in like the Midwest and you get the, the league pass you don't have a team necessarily in your state but then they they kind of block you out from watching like three or four different teams that are surround you so it's like you can have league pass And not be able to watch like three or four teams because the nba's and the location device is recognizing you as being having four local teams so there's a lot of things that they've got to get right with that but as joe said the the ticket prices as they continue to go up like the average fan is going to stop going to those and so that's where the, the the tv deals and people watching on tv and like the national tv games become extra important
0: It is, and uh, definitely something we'll keep uh, an eye on. But, yeah, absolutely. Some great thoughts from both uh, Joe and the Jacuzzi. Jacuzzi Joe. (laughs) How about that? Jacuzzi Joe and Empire Jeff TV. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Empire Jeff TV. Uh, Always a great conversation there to be had as well. Another great Lakers channel that also covers a great deal of the NBA. Guys, truly appreciate it. We're above 1,000 subscribers yet again, so we cannot thank you enough for supporting us vincent with the great super chats i truly appreciate it uh right now he says another great character right there he's sending us all the cute stuff right there truly appreciate <laughs> you, your support and kindness to us we cannot thank you enough gonna hit, leave that up there in the super chat we truly appreciate it uh any thoughts though joe uh, uh and also empire jeff but before we head on out last time final touches uh, i know sean's got a show that he's working on plus another NBA team report as well. Possibly two shows tomorrow from us right here. But Joe, Jeff, any last thoughts, guys?
3: Well, I'm looking forward to training camp here in a few weeks. I think once the games start, we can stop talking about the negative and start talking about positive things happening with the Lakers, especially hopefully uh, some guys show up here, the newer guys, and prove that they, they belong here in L.A. And We'll get a little taste during training camp, and looking forward to seeing how how it all plays out. Darvin Ham's got some pressure on him here, guys. He's going to need to put this thing together the right way, and Absolutely. players are going to have to prove that they're uh, they're worth the money they got this summer from the Lakers.
0: Leon says, uh, "Let's go, Lakers Nation!" Uh, campaign. He's already campaigning for campaign there. So th- you wonder why I actually put this out, Joe? People are talking about it. You know, the same thing, like one guy. Well, there's more than one guy out there on the Internet that's talking about it. So, Jeff, I know that that campaign is something that we probably will not see here. If the Lakers obviously with the with the roster, the way it is, the depths out there. But great to have you here. Any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out?
2: Great to be here. And thank you, as always, for having me. I'm happy to get back on here. Um, Outside of that, echo what Joe said. I'm excited uh, to get the season going. I'm excited to see these new players. I'm excited to see the season that AD is going to have. I think he's been coming for everything. I think he's trying to get on as many awards as he possibly can. Defensive player of the year, um, all defensive team and potentially an MVP candidate. Um, I think the Lakers have a chance to be poised for a lot of their guys to get awards this year. And I'm just super excited, like Joe said, to go into training camp. Uh, Media day. I'm excited about I'm excited about everything. I'm excited to do more shows on the channel this year. Uh, My first full season of doing shows. I'm excited of having a full season of doing shows on here. So just in general, um, and just, of course, and continuing to learn some of the new things that are coming to the new CBA next summer, which is the real boogeyman level of the CBA. And then uh, just just overall excited for the for the new basketball year that's coming.
0: There you go. Indeed. Absolutely. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break tomorrow. Again, we've got some great shows lined up for tomorrow, including discussion on LeBron trying to recruit for the Olympics. Uh, does that you know, really make us want to say yay or does that concern us as Lakers fans? Because if he's looking already towards playing the summer in Paris as a 39-year-old, boy, does that really... that's a lot of games that's all i'll say Uh, we'll we'll touch on that i'm sure tomorrow but also as well we have another great nba team report as well coming up for tomorrow remember also as well we got in a couple days of course megan price for san antonio she's covered san antonio she'll talk a lot about victor that's coming up on thursday plus also another great report on friday and of course Lakers coverage all week long looking forward to it lakers 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 we're getting closer to training camp gotta love it Kurt Affairs says LeBron will also play in the 2028 Olympics with Bronny. What about Bryce? Everybody always forgets about Bryce James. He may end up being better than Bronny. Actually, probably now after what happened, he will most likely be better than Bronny. So he may want to stay around for him because I think he's going to be a pretty decent player as well. So for Empire Jeff and Joe Soro in the jacuzzi and Magic Man Sean Grice, thanks so much for watching listening. We'll be uh, headed on out here, but we'll see you tomorrow. We got even more great coverage of the Lakers and the NBA right here for you at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.